This is the Neds NRL Punting Podcast with Jarrell Yao Yi, Chris Gary, and Jared Timms. G'day, punters. Welcome to Neds NRL Punting Podcast number five. Absolutely huge week in rugby league. We thank you for tuning in with us again. My name is Jared Timms. Joining me in the studio, as he does every week, 60 games for the Broncos, a handful each for the Maroons, Kangaroos, and Indigenous All-Stars. JYY. hey <laughs> 33 tries, by the way, uh, just to get a stat in there. That isn't a stat that I've had previously, <laughs> yeah, so actually. so that's over, you know, half, you know, if, if you do maths very well. Yeah. 63, you know, six, 33 tries, so it's pretty half, you know, yeah. Yeah, got it. If facto, yeah. <laughs> All right, joining us not from his usual spot on my right, but from phone and from Sydney, award-winning journo Chris Gary. Chris, are you on holiday? I am not. I've actually just attended a crypto conference uh, today, so I'm taking my losses in gambling and um, <laughs> now going to diversify them into losses in crypto. So Terrific. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure your clients love hearing that. All right. <laughs> uh, boys, look, I touched on it a moment ago. Really big week in rugby league, of course. It didn't get any bigger than what it did up here in Brisbane. Uh, look, this video of Payne Haas and Albert Kelly, I just don't even know where to start with this. Gerard, what do you think? It is what it is. Uh, I mean, look, I don't know uh, NRL Integrity Unit being having been told about this one. You know, in a in a nutshell, probably yes, but I don't think there was much. I mean, they were a little bit, probably a bit full, uh, but not too much else in it. And this, what did this happen a couple of weeks ago as well? It's that's been reported. Oh, Chris, are you um, a bit more in the loop there, mate? Did you know that this happened two weeks ago? Yeah, so initially there was some confusion about whether it happened at uh, during preseason or where they also stayed at Ibis or whether it was after that Bulldogs game. But yeah, it definitely happened in, in that Bulldogs game. And look, I agree in that in itself it is a really minor incident. Uh, the problem for the Broncos is this is one of many off-field incidents and yeah, yeah. they've lost and it's just compounded. That, that's the real issue. I mean, Gerard, without naming names, you could have witnessed and seen many of these types of bust-ups. And you know what? You sober up the next day and you move on, don't you? Yeah, but also we're not doing these. And, and, I, and I would say this to the boys as well. If I was having a conversation with Albert and Payne, we're not doing this in public. This is all in-house. This is all, you know, at someone's home. If, if, we, if we've had a little scuffle, it was at someone's house. There was no way in the world we were doing it in public. And that's just the honest truth. Uh, I've seen a couple of them happen, but... You do make up, it's and you don't usually wait, wait overnight. You usually make up on the spot right there. You kiss and make up, and it's over. So I think the the issue with this one is that the boys were out and about, obviously, outside their uh, hotel. Um, and the secondly, we know never, never walk on Payne Hass's uh, TNs, <laughs> his white TNs, because yeah, you're going to get punched that? in the face. <laughs> oh, mate, they're, ex- they're expensive shoes. I don't know. I don't know. what I think he was trying to piss him off, I think. Yeah. I think that's what he was trying Evidently to do. Evidently has worked as well. I've heard <laughs> – here- sorry, Chris. I was just going to say, and here's the other thing, is that, look, I think that this is – the current situation that the Broncos are in is – I don't understand, again, like you said, they'd be doing that public. I think they need to be on more heightened awareness. You can say that's not fair on them, but too bad. The Broncos are under all sorts of, I guess, fire and criticism. You have to take that into consideration. Um, During my role at Channel 7, where I had a bit more publicity, I never got drunk in public. I would have a few beers and go home because I was concerned that if I was filmed sinking piss and maybe I had a few too many, that I could be filmed and that would jeopardise my career. So... And that's just me. And I didn't get recognised that much. So I don't understand how they 
think it's okay to do these sort of things in public. You just, you need to be smarter. And here's the other thing. You can blame and say, how dare people film you? This is the current state of society. Accept it. It's going to happen. Just live with it. 100%. Take that into your precautionary behaviour. It's that simple. I've heard a few and have read a few conspiracy theories around this, as you often do. Does a video like this surface if the Broncos are 4-0, Gerald? Does it matter <laughs> as much? Um, probably not. Yeah, you're probably, you're probably right. But it obviously, it's always going to come out when you're losing footy games. Yeah. Like like 100%. Chris, Chris knows this. It's Yeah, when you're hitting rock bottom, you, you, you're, you're right at the bottom and this, this stuff comes out. So even more... Uh, of an awareness to be, you know, on top of these things and make sure you're not making fools of yourself. I mean, is there going to something going to come out in two weeks? I mean, what have they been doing after they're winning? What are they doing after they're losing? So, you know, that's my concern. I mean, just keep it in house, boys. Just that's all I've got to say. It's, you know, and we everyone's going. Is there a culture problem? I can guarantee, and I'll tell you this, I don't want to hurt anyone's feeling. This is probably happening regularly around the NRL in-house, though. And um, I'm sure boys wake up with sore heads, you know, apart from Albert Kelly, all, every weekend because of things like this happen. So um, I wanna, I'm ready to move on from it because it's got enough media. I think they just need to go play footy uh, and, and move on. But those boys... It's, there's nothing worse than waking up and seeing something like that when when you know it's happened um, way back. So, yeah, it, it, it hurts a little bit. Fun behind. And, and I could just say, without again, without naming names, that some of the biggest names in the game have squared off in much worse fashion than this. Oh, it, yeah. It just hasn't been filmed. Yep. It just hasn't been filmed. That's the only difference. All right, first up in round five, boys, the Knights taking on the Seagulls in Newcastle. Turbo out for a month. Absolutely sickening stuff for a Manly fan like me. But from a neutral perspective, it also means that we're going to be denied what would have been an absolute showdown between Turbo and Kalen Ponga. Absolutely love a natural segue, even if I make it up. Chris, you're pretty keen to cat, uh, to chat, I beg your pardon, Kalen and Contracts. Yeah, look, um, I've had a lot to do with Kalen over the years, have a huge respect for him and his family. So I'm a little bit biased here. I, I was doing stories on him when he was 15, and, and Andre's dad is, is one of the best blokes I've met. Um, Kalen's a great fella too. So, But this is what I want to talk about. There's been a lot of criticism about Kalen meeting with Wayne Bennett in Sydney. Guess what? Kalen's off contract. He wants to earn money. He wants to get the best value he can for himself, as he should. Absolutely consult with everyone that he can. Here's my second point. Is it time, and I think it is time, that all NRL salaries become public, like the NBA, like the NFL, so that fans understand and clubs understand who's being paid what. Now, the common retort to this is that, oh, would you like it if your salary was paid made public? Well, if it was just mine, I wouldn't like that. But if everyone in my industry was, I'd absolutely welcome it because then at least I'd know where I'd stand. And that is time for everyone to be made public of what their contract status is, how much they're being paid, how many years, et cetera. I think we need far more transparency because at the moment, NRL is living in the dark ages. They need to follow more of the lead from American sports like the NBA, where you can see that Russell Westbrook is making $45 million a year and doing nothing for it. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, look, I, I thought, you know, you go back five years um, and I've got an issue with this, but... You know, the day we, the, it's a day and age we live in, and yeah, we are trying to uh, kick it with some of the best sports in the world. We call our, you know, game the best game in the world, but we we don't follow suit when it when it shows, uh, you know, into the entertainment part of the fields of, you know, 
when it's Super Bowl type of stuff, grand final type of, we're trying to implement what the Americans do, USA. So I think you're right, Chris. I think it is time to, um, you know, put it out there as much as it might hurt the boys. But if everyone's known, then that's okay. If it's one or two, um, because I think the other thing is players are getting hurt and annoyed because they're like, well, why are you trying to guess my salary? Well, let's just let's just make it public then and then and and forget it. I think it also it, it obviously puts a little bit more of a a lot of pressure on the player, but I think it brings out the best in players. I also think it'll bring the best out in anything they do, whether it is making decisions on a Sunday night after a game. What you know? What are they? What are they doing there? If they know that everyone knows what they're on, so uh, I don't always agree with journos, uh, boys, but this time I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, the Bulldogs, the Canterbury Bulldogs, all right, they've snuck past the Cowboys in round one. They've lost each of their three matches since then. They were absolutely destroyed in round four. We know how bad they were last year. There's a lot of work to do, obviously. Round five team lists have come out. Kyle Flanagan has been named at halfback. Uh, look, he's going to be their third third halfback in five weeks, third bloke to partner Matt Burton in there. This kid is out of favour, surely down on his confidence. By all accounts, he doesn't spend much time with the first team at all either. He's expected to come in and steer around a struggling side against the reigning premiers. I just wanted to set the scene there for the question. What is Trent Barrett doing? And surely he is not the man to lead this club into the future. He's handed him a grenade. That's what he's done. <laughs> yeah. He's he's This poor lad has copped it left right and center uh and i i think he's i think he's handing him grenade because he has to succeed yeah. like there's nothing else to this 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 what's going to happen on the weekend i don't know what you think about it chris but he has to succeed they've given him no option uh on the weekend because you know trent barrett's heads on the chopping board so is kyle's unfortunately because of you know what's happened last year but yeah it's 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 tough to to see you know to see what i really hope he has an outstanding game but it's a big one to be. It's a big ass against the uh, the premiers. Yeah, look, I actually, I actually disagree. I just think this is a great opportunity for Kyle. Yes, it's, a, it's the best team in the comp. Yes, it's going to be difficult. He's up against it. I get all that. But hey, what an opportunity! If he performs well against Penrith, look, the Bulldogs aren't going to win. It's not going to happen. But if Kyle Flanagan performs well, he's inked his spot. It's done. Done. You just have to. If I'm Kyle Flanagan, I just treat it as an opportunity. The facts are that it's pretty clear Trent Barrett doesn't really rate him. And yes, he's handed him a tough assignment. And he said to Kyle, this is tough. Show me what you got. And now it's on Kyle. Um, To be honest, I've never really understood the interest in Kyle from the Bulldogs. I never particularly rated him as a player. I just think he's a bit too slow, um, a little bit too uh, robotic. To me, he's basically a fire and fury Cooper Cronk. And when you're playing that style, you have to be the best at it. So I don't really understand. I don't see him as a long-term great player. Kyle Flanagan, he's a solid player. This is his chance, Kyle. Take it, make it, make it your own, and show Trent Barrett what you're really made of. What if he doesn't, Chris? What's what what you know? What's what? What if he doesn't perform? Where does it where does it put him in the sense of in the NRL? Like, does he? Yeah. Do they he's move? Do they move club. him on? Yeah. yeah. Do they move him on? Do does he go to the Super League? Uh, I know there's been some yeah. chats about you know him going to the Super League as well. Is that? Because I know as a young kid, it's, it's it's probably hard to go to England and you know move. So do you reckon that's the option if he doesn't succeed? Uh, I know I know we're only talking about one game, but if they get towed, well, he's probably not going to play the week after. 
No, if if they don't perform well, if he doesn't perform well, he probably is either ending up at the Tigers or the Warriors or um, maybe even your Broncos outside uh, Adam Reynolds. Um, but probably I'd love also to see the, that. The, <laughs> <laughs> the no. Super League. Yeah, but hey, look, it's the business they're so in, right? Sorry. It's a, um, a performer Parish business. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's drawn the short straw here, but there's no other option. Perform, show that you deserve to be here. Otherwise, yeah, I think there's <laughs> the relationship's done, isn't it? Yeah, I think 100%. It's just, yeah, it's a tough position to be in, but go get them, Kyle. Go get them, son. Go get them. Good luck. Yeah, go <laughs> get them, Kyle. Uh, all right, guys, I think we should hear how the punters went last week and try and find a few winners. The weekend's footy through the eyes of the punters with all the numbers, trends and odds you need to know. This is The Offload. Ned Zone form and betting expert Ryan Cook has jumped into the studio for The Offload. Welcome, Ryan. <laughs> G'day, punters. Yeah, I was expecting the form guy fondle yeah, there, No, no, What's I'm just trying that? to keep you guessing here. Uh... Don't argue this week, Form Guide Fondler. Uh, guys, Gerald, you got a bit of a mullet going. Uh, I do, actually. So let's, let's talk about the flying mullet, Ryan Pappenhausen. Four tries against the Bulldogs last week. Started $1.90 any time. $8.25 first try scorer. Only had to wait 10 minutes for that one to cash. But the value didn't really stop there. Cash $13 to have a hat trick. Securing the bag just after halftime. We're getting $1.90 for him again on Saturday against the Raiders. He scored two tries in six appearances against Canberra. Gerald, do you think there's any chance that we're seeing Paps uh, play Origin this year? 100%. Starting? He's, he's got a Well, I mean... I don't. James Tedesco is not exciting me He's as not. much as as much as what Ryan Pappenhausen is at the moment. And but in saying that, it's it's hard to go past James Tedesco because of his previous form in that Blues jersey. But if you're picking just purely on form in the NRL, I mean, you're probably taking Ryan Pappenhausen every day of the week at the moment. I think what's standing in the way of Pappenhausen here, and it's the only thing, is that Tedesco is the Blues captain as well. I think at full strength, he's the third best fullback that we could pick from. And you have to pick Nico Hines at 14 at least, don't you? So I would think so. Chris, thoughts on this one? Sorry, guys. I just think Nico has to be in the team somewhere. I'm not sure if 14 is it, though. Fair enough. Uh, Ryan, any punters, pals? Look, the, the depth at Penrith right now is just scary. So, Taylor May, $1.90 any time against South last week. Went on to make it a double at $5. Not surprisingly, the most purchased player in Supercoach. Uh, he should be a really good little value booster moving forward with Brian Toto on the sideline for a few more weeks. Another man that I just can't get enough of is Sione Katoa. Uh, $1.90 any time against Newcastle, and he just defied gravity with that leap into the right-hand corner. Yeah, it was hot. Gave us a little John Cena at the end too, which is a nice little uh, extra there. Um, he's now scored three tries on the season, playing West this week, scored a double last year in uh, the Sharks' 50-20 to 20 thrashing over them. Just on the Sharks, guys, what do we think is different about them this year compared to last season? So just for a stat, they've currently allowed the fewest points in the comp. What's changed there? Well, I think it's the Craig Fitzgibbon effect. I mean, obviously, he's got a great coach in Trent Robinson and, you know, been in his back pocket for a little bit and and watched how Robbo has coached. He's definitely implemented a lot there. I mean, Nico Hines has obviously brought a lot of calmness uh, into the halves when he's playing um, as well. But I I think they're buying into what, what, what Fitz has got and what he's brought to the club. And it's nice to see the Sharks 
you know, playing good footy because it makes our comp a lot better. Do you think Fitz could be coach of the year contender? I know this normally goes to guys like Bellamy and Cleary, the top of the table teams, but do you think he's a chance in that? If, if he turns the Sharks, I think they finished oh, ninth the top of the table year. team. They're, they're fifth at the moment. So, I mean, yeah. he's in he's at any chance at the moment. And I'm not sure, I don't know statistically uh, what, what it is here, but when was the last time a, a rookie coach ever got coach of the year. Well, that's going to be one to look up for next It will week. be one. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of homework for you. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, guys. So Cody Walker, we've spoken – this is the second week we're talking about him. Paying $3.60 against Penrith. He's now scored in each of his last four games against the Panthers, if you don't mind. Uh, I think he's another good bet this week as well, going up against St. George, a team he scored seven tries against in 10 appearances. Walker Blake was the other good collect, paying $1.80 against St. George. Um, he's just looked outstanding on the wing this year. He's now scored in five of Parra's last six games. Went on to cash the double at $4.25. Looking ahead at the Eels schedule, and I'll ask you this one, Chris. So the Eels have the Titans, the Tigers, and the Knights coming up. But then they have a really tough stretch where they play Penrith, Roosters, Manly, and Canberra. Do you think we're going to get the same Eels side that we've seen in previous years where it's that really fast start and then it's the mid-season lull? Or is this team different? Oh, look, to be honest, I'm not sure. And we won't know until late in the season. I, I said in the, in the in our first show that I really think they're a smoky to win the premiership. Uh, I think they're a great bet to, to be in the grand final. But this is the problem with the Eels every year. I will say Mitch Moses seems a more mature and relaxed player and person. I've seen some interviews with him where he's lost a bit of that smart Alec um, overconfidence that he's had. Um, so I can, I can see some change in him. But here's the thing with the Eels. We won't know until September, really. Always a tough team to trust. Gerard, what are your thoughts yeah, on this one? I think they drop points against crap teams. That's what yeah. I think they've done in their previous career. And I think that's nothing to do with BA and how he coaches. I just think that it's a bit of a confidence thing for them. They they think they're at the top and then they fall a couple. And, you know, in the next couple of weeks, like you, you spoke about, I mean, they – it was a high points scoring game against the Titans in the in the uh, first couple of rounds, and then you know they've got a they're playing a Tigers team the the week after. Who we're all you know obviously Michael Maguire is close to getting the ass, <laughs> but they've all they they played pretty well um, considering they've lost games uh, def- defended pretty well. So yeah, we'll soon find out about Parramatta and I think what Chris said is the best. It's We won't know until the, the back end of the year. You got any tips for us here, Ron? Yeah, well, sticking with the Eels, guys, I think probably the biggest, or the, the area that they're the most vulnerable right now is down the right-hand side. So I do like Greg Marzu to score uh, at $2.70 anytime on Saturday. Um, I like Kyle Felt as well. I just think he's been very quiet to start the season. It feels like he's due. Um, only the one try against Canberra a couple of weeks ago. We're getting $2.15 for him against the Raiders on Friday. He scored in four of his last five games against New Zealand. Just quietly, I had something on Isaac Targo, first try scorer for the Panthers last week. I was ah, counting my huge. tens of dollars only two <laughs> minutes into that game. Uh, if you're not first, you're last. Yeah, pretty quiet. Ricky Bobby. Pretty quiet week in terms of first try scorers. Just a lot of favourites getting up. But the one clear-cut winner in terms of value was Aiden Tolman uh, paying $51. Oh, and, and he's 300 And he's 300 yeah, in the shutout against Newcastle. Love when wow. a big boy gets over. Uh, huge. Um, well, we've spoken about Caelan Ponga already, but he is my tip for first try scorer this week. $15. He's been the first try scorer in three of his of the last four home games he's played in. He scored the first try against Manly in the season over back, back in 2018. You might remember that one, Jared. Yep. Um, <laughs> I just think he's due to make maybe a bit of a statement after being in the headlines all week. And um, 
he's, he hasn't had the greatest start to the season either. Um, guys, do we blame Ponga f- for last week's, you know, loss? Do you think it's a distraction for the Knights? Nah, it's not. You can't blame him. You just you just got to move on. You just got to move on with and play footy. Not not one man can always, uh, you know, you know, make a team lose. And I I can't I you, you can't put it all on him. Yeah, that that's a fair point. Uh, moving on to bad beats. So for anyone that actually made it through the full eighty minutes, can anyone did anyone watch the full eighty minutes of the Tigers Titans? I game? I did. It yeah. was the, you know what? It was the worst thing I've ever watched, but it was so hard to turn off. Yeah, it was so bad that I just couldn't turn it off. I said to you earlier in the week, Gerald, that I tuned in because I thought we were going to see a hundred points put on. <laughs> and honestly. then and then they go and do that to us. Oh, never I mean, ever for all the, ever <laughs> again. I was, I was rooting for no try to be scored just for some yeah. history. Like I just thought that. Oh, we don't ask what you do on the weekend. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. talking about punting here. <laughs> Settle down, Gerald. <laughs> It's a PG show here, mate. Get us back into bad beats uh, yeah. right across. Um, so, yeah, this was a especially bad beat for anyone that backed the Tigers on the nose at $3.70. Um, and then also anyone that took a piece, and I think this would have been very few people, the $501 quote for no try to be scored. Um, moving on to bloody good bets, though. This is where some good news comes this in. This is what oh, we yeah. want to hear. One bloke's just gone all in on the storm. Uh, just under fifteen thousand dollars at a dollar forty on Melbourne uh, minus eight and a half alternative handicap. Uh, and then we also took thirteen k on the storm again head to head. So just another safe team that tends to come through for the punters. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, looking further into the season, Ryan, any movement in futures? Yeah, we've had a few, and it's about a team we just spoke about. That's the Sharks. So they continue to firm $13 into 11 to win the premiership, and I think that price is probably going to come in even more if they beat or flog the Tigers on Sunday, a team they've beaten seven times from their last 10 meetings. Uh, Newcastle have really come back down to earth, though, 21 out to 41 to win the premiership, $2.15 out to $2.60 to make the eight. And then just lastly, guys, a bit of a nibble for both the Titans and the Warriors. So Titans are $2.75 into $2.30. Really big push, though, for the Warriors, $6.50 into $4.50. Uh, if you had to pick one of those teams to make the finals, Gerald, who out of who, Out of, sorry, the... Warriors and War- Titans, who are you taking? Oh. <laughs> oh. Two teams that... Yeah. Know, I'm, I'm picking the season to end earlier than that yeah. final series. <laughs> Tough call, Enjoy yeah. Mad Monday, boys. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> I look at the moment in the form that they showed. I mean, I don't even know if they played good against the Broncos because they were bad. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Titans. I, w- I would say if any of those teams... I'd say the Titans. Chris? Yeah, I'd say absolutely the Titans, just because they, they have better players. I know Sean Johnson was okay last week. I actually thought the Warriors were, were smart in their play. Um, the second half, they really shut it down, just played through the middle. It was actually quite tactical and worked well. They just had a leading and um, preserved it. But here's the thing with the Titans. They have Dave Fafita. They're not using him. I don't understand what is going on there. Is that Dave's fault? Is it the coach's fault? Is it the team's fault? It's almost like Fafita has been annoying the hell out of his teammates. They just don't want to pass it to him anymore. Yeah, I it's think, just bizarre. I think he wants to come back to the Broncos. I think that's, <laughs> I, honestly, Chris, I think that's what I've heard. If pain goes, <laughs> they'll get Dave back. <laughs> Dear me. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think they'll need to win some more games first to roll. Oh, well, they're both not winning anyway. So what's the difference between money's money, right? (laughs) All right, Ryan, it's proving to be the case week in, week out. Those are the statistics that we absolutely need. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, boys. Good luck on the punt. Some of your best. The Neds NRL Punting Podcast Multi.
All right, last week I said that if I was the only person to get a leg home, I would be doing this segment by myself. Guess what? I was the only bloke to get a leg home. I've gone three from four. You two blokes have gone none from four. Alas, I'm an enormous coward. I'm not true to my word. I think we should saddle up again, Jarrell, you're first. <laughs> yeah, look, um, I'm going to go with what I think is a safe bet this week uh, with... The long neck, my long necked friend signing another contract at the uh, Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. Uh, I think they get home for him. I know they're going to miss Tommy Turbo, but I'm going on the nose for uh, Manly to win. Just straight out, I think they beat uh, Newcastle at uh, McDonald's Jones Stadium, and I think they do it pretty well. I think the young fellow who's playing fullback. I don't know how to say his name probably. I don't want to be rude. Um, but I think he's going to have a game and a half. I think he was a handful uh, on that left wing uh, when they played uh, just previously. And I look, I, I like the looks of where Ches is playing, how he's been playing. And, uh, yeah, I think Manly get home. I thought that was the first time in a while that he put Manly on his back last week rather than Turbo. On his neck. Plenty of space there on yeah, his neck. 100%. And it was outstanding. <laughs> uh, we're getting $2.05 for your yeah, we'll leg take this that. week, I just need to get one home, all it's, right, boys? Yeah, look, it's a valuable little start. Chris, your pick comes up on Friday night. Daniel Tupo to score anytime try scorer. He is coming up against a very fragile edge in Katoni Staggs and Selwyn Cobbo, um, who have been leaking points and making more errors than any other players in the comp. Um, I think he is going to score at least two, possibly three, but I'm just being conserved in going for one. I can't believe I'm going to be going, yes, when Tupo <laughs> scores against the Broncos. <laughs> um, might be the first time this season that anyone other than me was cheering on Manly as well. So <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, boys, like an Olympic relay team, we're going to keep the strongest for last in round five. I nearly fell off my chair when I saw this line on Tuesday night. Parramatta, they really look to be hitting their straps now they're playing the titans this week am i missing something with them at a seven and a half point line why i think that they're 30 points better than the titans it's seven and a half points the line okay a dollar 90 for that a dollar 90 i reckon that is outstanding value for that bet we'll take it we'll take it i mean you've been pretty good this year jared and we're not going to take anything away from you um and we've got to pump your tyres up when you when you need them. So. Well, this is my segment, to be fair. I mean, I'm only in here to steer you two pros and work for the gambling company that we're spruiking here. So <laughs> there would be something wrong if I wasn't getting this part, hey, at least somewhat. If we also right. were winning a lot, we, we, you know, we wouldn't be working for you because we, sometimes you want us to lose, correct? That's more than fair. I like having a lead here, to be fair. Uh, look, just to recap, we're going to take Manly to win. Daniel Tupo, anytime try scorer. Parramatta at the line. This looks clear, concise, Conservative, I think it's very achievable. If you'd had one unit on every multi that we've put out this week, this one is actually going to put you back into the green. And I think it will. $7 we're getting this week, boys. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take anything at the moment. We just, we need something. And I do have to apologise to all the punters out there. Had a pretty bad, you know, month. Um, and I'm ready to get back on the horse and go. All right, boys? <laughs> All right, punters. Well, for your convenience, the Ned's NRL punting podcast is already built. You can find it under NRL, I beg your pardon, round specials at neds.com.au or on the Ned's app. All right, guys, it's that time of week. Any final reflections or thoughts ahead of round five? Chris, we'll start with you. Look, I might not be great at 
betting and tipping at the moment, but I can foresee an NRL drama. I did say last week I was predicting the NRL to crack down and once again review their rules. What's happened? They're reviewing their rules. Suddenly coaches have complained and now the ruck is too slow after last year being too fast. Of course, coaches complain in the NRL and the hierarchy listens. We have to stop listening to coaches. They're so only care about their team. They're not interested in the health of the game. They're interested in the health of their team and their ability to win. My big rant this week is please, NRL officials, do not listen or pay any attention to what any NRL coach says about the state of the game because it's all for self-interest. I don't really have a rant this week. I just I just got a congratulation to uh, Daily Cherry Evans, obviously. He could have been a Titan. Uh, we all know that. He was pretty close to being a Titan, actually. And he'll, he's played 265 games for the Manly Warringah Seagulls. As a mate, I'm happy to see him stay as a one-club player. We know how hard it is to, to do these, day boy, these days, boys, is to, to become a one-club player. And Ches will do that at 33 years old at the moment. It's extended uh, for another two years. I'm uh, excited to be able to watch him and his body fall apart as he goes on that journey into year 2025. 20, so uh, a big congratulations to, to Daly Cherry Evans. I know his family are very proud of him, and uh, I know the Manly faithful are very happy to see him stay. Certainly are. Actually, on that note, have you steered him into the Ned's NRL punting podcast, Gerard? I haven't yet. I haven't, I haven't yet. I try to keep these NRL players out of trouble, away from betting at all. So Fair enough. <laughs> I think I might uh, keep it there. <laughs> Yes, Chris. Gerald, can I just ask, during that time where obviously people like myself were bagging Daly, who is one of the nicest blokes I have met, great fella, um, reflecting the public discourse was uh, Daly's a traitor. And, and I wrote, I remember writing some very critical articles as a mate of his. How difficult was that time when he when he backflipped on the, on the tons? Yeah, I think, you know, it wasn't easy, but his heart has always been at Manly. Uh, and Jared, you'll you'll love hearing this, and all the you know Manly fans. Or he never wanted to leave. He just wanted to get paid what he thought he was worth, uh, and he wasn't. And we know this game, you know, it could be. And I know I know it best. It could be over tomorrow uh, for yourself. Was tough, but he made the right decision, mate. He's a very happy, happy chappy down there now. Um, you know, with him uh, and his partner Vess uh, and his three kids, uh, he wouldn't change it for the world. And like I said, I'm just happy to see him finish a one club player because it's so hard to do. And I don't, I don't know how many more we're going to have over the next ten years uh, because of the. Yeah, how the NRL works and, you know, how hard it is to stay at one club. So, yeah, it was tough for him, Chris, but, look, I think it's made him a better person and he understands and who who better, you know, player to, to, to do that at Manly and, and to uh, to be a captain for them for the next couple of years as well. So, yeah, up the chairs. My final thought of the week is this NRL pod, a punting podcast, multi. not a great start there, to be honest, uh, is absolutely going to get up this week, maybe. Please, uh, please. <laughs> punters, thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, leave us a review on your favourite podcast platforms. Enjoy the footy. And as always, if you're having a bet, always remember to gamble responsibly. Thanks for listening to the Ned's NRL Punting Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe and leave a review on your favourite platform. And always remember to gamble responsibly.